It's like having a normal household. Mommy and daddy are here. It's the day after Christmas. You don't want to return anything because we did it right. Right? Right? Jess, who's the daddy? Obviously, I'm the daddy. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, you are going to die soon, so. Yeah, I men always die first. I'm the daddy. I have the body of a dad. I have dad bod. I'm fine with that. I'm not fine with it. I just chugged colon broom before we came on the air. If anyone wants to know what that is, you don't want to know what that is. Anyway, check out my Do Instagram. You I'll be sweating. Think you are going to maybe poop in your pants at some point during this. I hope not. We may have to take an emergency break. That'll be fun for uh, our patrons on the live chat. Patreon.com slash two filthy nerds to see this live. And if you're watching a stream on the comedy store, well, you're probably already saying like, oh, it looks like she has her pants Filled with shit already or something stupid. I love, by the way, I love how they say they're like, oh, these girls are just men hater. They're just one guy told me he's like, you're ostracizing your audience by shitting on men. I'm like, we shit on everybody. We will make fun. We hate women. We hate men. We hate everyone. And some guys like they sound like two catty girls. I'm like, I get that you're hearing us complain about fictional characters that don't exist. But do you actually think deep down in our hearts we care? Like, do you actually think deep down I truly hate Ron, a character in Harry Potter? Yes, the answer is yes. I absolutely <laughs> hate like, Ron yeah, I mean, much. it feels like you care a lot. We have more important things to talk about, like the real gifts of the holiday season. That's what we're going to talk about. Okay, you guys, we want to talk about... It's okay. A lot of you are probably listening to this either on Amazon printing out your return labels or figuring out how to return shitty gifts you didn't like. Um, you know, or writing thank you cards to everyone for the gifts you do like. So well, let's talk about our best and worst gifts that we've ever received. This was Nicole's idea. This was my uh, idea. I just feel like it's, I don't know. I, I guess I wouldn't be able to say I have a favorite gift. I just have ones that are kind of funny and memorable. Um, like what? Tell me about your memorable gifts. I I remember getting Candyland when I was a kid and I was like, holy shit, stoked about it. Like I was, I had was, I was so excited for Candyland. I got that one year for Hanukkah and then another year for Hanukkah, I got the Barbie doll playhouse and that was like fucking epic. You got a Barbie doll playhouse. Yeah. It was made out of cardboard. Um, it wasn't like one of the plastic ones. It was like, a piece of shit this was before barbie got like fancy um got but i was like i was every year for for uh hanukkah i got something new barbie-ish because i was obsessed with barbie. wow you're not gonna like this because i just i didn't think i think of my best christmas ever gift uh christmas ever gift my best christmas gift ever but this conversation reminded me the most magical gift i ever received was also barbie related um it was a collector's edition German Barbie, not oh, a Hanukkah gift. Sig Definitely Heil. a Christmas gift. Sig Heil. Yeah, yeah. More she blonde was just, and more blue eyed than ever. Yeah, I mean, just the the best jeans, really. And mm-hmm. she comes with a Volkswagen and an oven. Mm-hmm. It's oh, kindness, <laughs> kindness. I really, did. I thought when I got that, that's so funny because I got that before I learned about world history at all. I think we started learning about the Holocaust in like second grade. You're uh, a very late bloomer. Jews, the second you get out of the womb, they're like two things. Jews, everybody hates us. And the other thing, there's this thing called the Holocaust. Oh, I mean, well, I'm the only Jew in my family because I came from a sperm bank. But more importantly, this was in Southern Mississippi. So honestly, I feel like second grade's early for non-Jewish people. But in the South, yeah, they're pulling actually, out all yeah. the stops to make sure you don't think about slavery. They're like, look what these Germans did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <huh? laughs> ah, thank God. Uh, uh, yeah, we owned people, but we, we most of them lived. That's right? a good bit. Ooh. That is okay. a good bit. Oh, wow. Thank you. I love a good Holocaust where you can bring the Holocaust and slavery together. Oh, perfect. That's, that's I my mean, whole it really is. It's a I real, think. it's a real, um, it's a real uh, hybrid. 
is what, what's the I word? thought you were going to say uh, like a Yiddish word, but no, just no, uh, it's a big, it's a great it's, mashup. Well, that's what I, I always say that uh, my parents moved from German Germany to Southern Mississippi because they were like, we don't care if our neighbors are racist. We just would like them to have a friendlier accent. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, at that time uh, I didn't know. So all I knew was I was German and I was like, wow, this is a Barbie. That's like from where I'm from. This is so cool. And I, uh, my, my dream at that point, you know, I mean, I was probably five, six. I, I wanted to have all the Barbies of the world, like all the like collectors Barbies. Mm. And that never happened. My dad left. I got one Scarlett O'Hara Barbie in a shoebox for maturity for poor people. One <laughs> He's of like, Christmas here's a Scarlett O'Hara bar- bar- Barbie gone with the wind like your dad. Yeah, pretty much. And then my mom sold all of my uh, Barbies later. Uh, I had a trunk full of Barbies and she sold them in an AA garage sale without asking me so you know for the so, good of the so the whole so very kathy, kathy which is, is a testament to uh her commitment to what i guess is her greatest gift as we learned because nicole i posted, posted a on facebook asking what's your favorite gift you've ever re- given or received and uh kathy swooped in with sobriety yeah my mom came in and said, sobriety is the greatest. Did you say Christmas specifically or just gift? I said gift, just gift. I thought it was ironic because my mom's rock bottom, as anyone who's been listening to this podcast the entire time knows from the old episodes, which have since been archived, uh, no longer available on the feed. Uh, her rock bottom happened on Christmas when she got arrested, coming home from a casino on Christmas Eve, got a DUI. We woke up. No presents, no mom. And I was like, well, this is how it happens, right? Dad leaves. Two years later, mom's gone. And now we're the boxcar children. This is it. It's just me and you. Tender. Tender story. uh, Yeah, no. And I think I had forgotten that story till my mom repeated it. And like, then it sort of flooded in like, oh, this is why I'm not a Christmas magic person. I don't. When people are like, it's Christmas. It's just the most wonderful time of the year. I'm like, I, is I got to admit, as a Jew, it is the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, number one, Chinese food, always. Nothing like a I, little MSG to remind you that you're one of the chosen people. Just want to go. Uh, I just want to step on that a little and let you know Chinese food's literally always there. There's yep, always yep, 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 yep. But it feels really it's literally all you can eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It just feels more appropriate on Christmas and feels better. And then uh, no traffic. You know, as a Jew in L.A., it's just nice when no one gets in our way. I mean, that's that's nice. I Mm -hmm. can't speak for non-Jews, but I imagine if any of them are in L.A., they probably also appreciate not having Chris. I mean, not having traffic. I don't think that has to be a. I don't think there's a sect that likes traffic. Just so you know, it's a it's a really big selling point for Jews. Like if we're trying to recruit people for the religion, um, that is one of the things we talk about. We're like, listen, listen, listen. Uh, community. Um, lots of holidays. And uh, we get to just hang out and do nothing on Christmas and have no traffic. Wow. It's good to know all the points that come up with all the recruiting that Jews do. Mm-hmm. Jews Always are out there heavily big, recruiting, big not recruiting. rejecting people from the, from their religion. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Uh, heavy recruiting, heavy recruiting. Um, we're out there with the Scientologists. We're on the yeah. same street corners. Jehovah's um, Witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much for that. It's I absolutely. I feel like I'm a Jehovah's Witness, but it's like a combination of a who from Whoville. Ah. Uh, can I Literally get a witness? Nauseating how good that is. Um, I won't forgive you for that ever. Do you have a terrible Christmas present or holiday? I guess Hanukkah present. Is there something that sticks out in your mind? Yeah, have you ever done a white elephant? Oh, the worst. And I'm not the talking about your worst. fat ex. I'm talking about <laughs> the white the white elephant exchanges, or if you're like over 55 and don't, you know, pay attention to political correctness you may have called it a chinese auction oh uh, that's that's what it's called i've heard it called that chinese auction maybe that's only in mississippi we're oh, having that, a chinese that feels, auction that feels like a very mississippi thing so i have been screwed in i'm surprised so many- they didn't call it a chinaman auction 
I mean, well, no, an that, oriental auction. I'm sure right, they going. did before slavery ended, but then mm-hmm. it changed into just a gift. I have gotten fucked in so many of those. One time, I don't even remember what I bought. I remember I bought a very nice gift. It, I think it was, I mean, I guess nice gifts are subjective in an auction, but it ended up being one that got passed around a lot. People were stealing it. Do you know what I picked up? Very well-wrapped, big package under the tree, this beautiful bag, beautiful tissue paper. I unwrap it. It's a fucking pack of gum. Oh, that is fucking, how much packaging was on it? So, okay, it was so, it was, I mean, it was like a, it was like a an 18 inch bag. Oh. Yeah, and this was, oh. by the way, at my friend had dragged me to her youth group, her Christian youth group's Chinese auction. And you know what? That might be when I gave up on God. I was like, there's no God. That might he be at the do moment to when me. your Jewish DNA kicked in and was like, this isn't right. This cheap fucking bullshit. I've been screwed. I'm suing this church. Yeah. You're, that's when your litigious nature nature just came screaming out. That's crazy. I think what's most white important- elephant presents are notoriously bad. I think I, I, well, I, can't, I mean, I can't remember any of the ones that I got that were bad, but I feel like it's the one thing you hear people complaining about when the holiday season rolls around, like having to get one. And then they always have some money amount that you're like, you can't go over. But it's like having like when you have a giant company or a giant group of people trying to buy a gift that's going to satisfy most people is hard enough. But like some people don't even fucking try. Some Secret people- Santa, I can get behind. Wait, why Secret Santa? Because you only have one person. You can you can at least like learn about that one person. Some people don't make the effort. Some people just get you a generic gift and you're like, you had three weeks, Carl. You had three weeks to figure out what true, flavor true, true. of gum I, I like. I now it's that. the cinnamon. Sorry. I'm there's really a little there's gum. a little more personalization to it. Um, I I think one of the rude things about the the uh, white elephant is like you open your gift and if you don't like it, you can trade it. So if it's something you bought for someone, you're like, what was wrong with my gift? You just you, you yeah. traded it like your gift is so bad. Somebody might trade it for a pack of gum. I mean, God, that'd be embarrassing if you put oh, a lot of thought. My homemade art and it gets traded for fucking. What is that? I was I thought I would say a brand of gum, and apparently I know no brands of gum anymore. Wrigley. Double mint, <laughs> double mint, Wrigley, Wrigley. What am I? What am I from? Nineteen fifty. Yes. Uh, yeah, bad presents. Yeah, that's. I mean, I socks. I always thought socks were the worst present. Like, why? Why are you giving me socks? Tights? Because I went to private school, so my mom gave me tights. I'm like, this is part of my uniform. Yeah, you don't that's need to like get me tights necessity. for a present. Yeah, yeah, that's like. My, I think my stepmom would always give us toothbrushes as a stocking stuffer and it's like yeah or you could just replace our toothbrushes and care about our dental hygiene yeah, yeah, yeah. why does it have to be a gift that you're giving us a 25 cent toothbrush from a pack also i feel like did they ever try to pass it off as that's what santa got you like santa got you a new toothbrush and they give him all the shitty gifts like they take credit for all the big gifts and all the shitty ones that come in and it's like well you better be a better kid next year santa that's got a you very, a toothbrush surprisingly it shocks me that my mom didn't do that, that she didn't take credit for all things. She's like, that was Santa. Although she only lasted a few years before she's like, by the way, I'm Santa. Look how hard I've worked for you. Wait, stop. Is that really how she did it? I want to know how your mom truly, truly, truly introduced you to Santa. I, I, I how she introduced me to Santa? Like, how did you, how did it go? How did you go when you found out? Santa how did I find real? out Santa's not real? I said, my brother said Santa's not real, mom. Is that true? And she's like, of course he's not real. I'm Santa. You think oh. anyone's going to spend that much time on you? Oh, it was a huge fight between my dad and my mom. Oh, That's one of the last. My God. One of my last wholesome memories of my dad is him calling her a stupid bitch. I'm just kidding. He didn't say uh, that. I don't remember what he said. He what a way with words. He was what so mad. He was like, why would you ruin that? Why would you ruin this? I mean, Yeah. But also, I think I was kind of old. I think I was like clinging oh. to like, please. I, but I wasn't like I was clinging to being a child so much as I was like, I just can't. Please don't let me find out that my parents have lied to me. Now, oh. then what am I supposed to do about God? Full circle. We've come. And, and, I'm, like, uh, and I'm just supposed to be, believe a guy ascended into the sky from a cross. But Santa's not real. Did you believe in God at any point? 
Like at really, any truly, point? like, did you fully believe in God or were you like, because I was always kind of like on the fence of what, like, no, God I seemed like a tall order for me. I believed I was in the church choir. I got in a fight with a Muslim kid in, <laughs> in elementary school. What? A fight, an altercation about what, about, uh, about the importance of Jesus. Don't look at me, Muslim producer. I realize my mistakes now. If I could find Hussein Zayed and apologize to him, I would. Are you listening? I'm sorry. I Hussein really thought Zayed. Jesus was the be all end all. Okay. Was this when you were in Mississippi? Yes. I mean, you know, so to be expected. I, arguably me going, Jesus is the son of God and he's as important as God was a hate crime. But I didn't know. Yeah. And he just said, know. no, he's not. And we went back and forth. I went, yes, he is. No, he's not. And that was the extent of it. So um, you had a caddy fight with a Muslim boy about. Yeah. But then my dad left. Half of my friends died and my mom was an absolute maniac. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, no, like. No, absolutely not. Do I believe that there's a guy looking out for me? Are you out of your fucking mind? That being said, I do believe there's something out there and I don't put a name on it, but I've done mushrooms. I've seen whoever you are. I got to say you on mushrooms. One of my favorite things in the world. I feel the same way about you. Wait, how do you feel about God? Before we can't. I know we need to go to break, but we can't just have me say that. And then you just get to say nothing. I, you know, as soon as my dad was diagnosed with Parkinson's, I took a long break from God um, and I'm still pretty much on break. Uh, I, you know, I think Were you all about out there. God until that. No, um, but I like I literally just completely abandoned the idea of God at that point. I was like, maybe there's something out there. But I was like, I was never totally sold on God. Um, it just didn't add up for me. Uh, and then uh, recently, you know, I'm just spiritual, I guess. I'm, you know, L.A. God, which is spirituality. Yeah. Uh, you know, I believe in Mother Nature. She, I, You know what? I think Mother Nature is my God. Like the earth is my church and Mother Nature is my God. If that yeah. is not the most L.A. thing I've ever said in my life, I should try harder. I mean, I've heard you say I'm in my early to mid late thirties, eight hundred times. So you're giving it a run for its money at this point. But it is one of uh, my greatest lines. We are wrapping up. We we went too long, and uh, we got to get to more important things than God, which is Harry Potter. That's my higher power, Hogwarts. We'll be right back. We're back. We're going to be covering chapters 19 through 21 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. But before we roll into it, if you checked out our Die Hard episode, let us know what you thought of it. If you enjoyed it, we've got uh, some more one-offs coming your way uh, after we finish Half-Blood Prince. So more details on that as we approach it. But get excited for maybe more special guests, more laughs, more weird, non-Harry Potter, but still bizarre experiences i don't know what the fuck i'm What's really excited that you now know references if i reference die hard i'm really excited too i'm only 32 years late that's good i thought you were 31 i'm not talking about my age i'm talking about the age of die hard are you kidding oh. i'm not oh. 31 i'm not even 30 get out of here i'm kidding i am 30 uh that's it are you ready hollywood look at this bloated alcoholic 30 year old face i don't even drink uh much <laughs> I've got this the bloat is, and the will of an alcoholic. This is cookie bloat, you guys. It's Christmas time. Oh, stop bragging. Ah, uh, cookie bloat. Uh, Dee, by it. the way, our friend delivered us cookies. And uh, dear God, she delivered me two vats of raw cookie dough. Well, those are all for you. Uh, mm -hmm. I also got a delivery from Dee's Kitchen of cookies uh -huh. and fudge. This like Rocky Road marshmallow fudge. It is mwah, I didn't get that. I, just, I got more cookie dough than any human being could handle. I think you can handle it. I believe I you'll handle it. Can. If it's not gone by tomorrow, I'll be shocked. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, speaking of handling things, huh? Chapter huh? 19. Elf right. Tales. Elf Tales. Ron's not dead. Hooray! Because uh, when we left off, it was not looking good. He had eaten or drinking poison from Slughorn. Who? But who was that poison for? Who was it meant for? Was it meant for Slughorn? Was Slughorn going to give it to somebody? What is the mystery? It was uh, shocking. And it was interesting how, I mean, I can tell it was authentically shocking by the fact that 
Slughorn could not respond because he was like, oh, this, this was not supposed to happen. And I'm just yeah. an alcoholic. What? <laughs> we're, uh, we're all So much talk about Slughorn. alcoholics. I know. Because um, uh, we started the episode talking about my mom. Anyways, he's at Madame Pomfrey's. Everyone's coming to visit him, including Fred and George. Who, and the Weasleys, the whole fam, the whole fam rolled deep. They come in. Fred and George were in uh, Hogsmeade because they're looking at Zonkos. They're like trying to get some Dude, real estate. I love that these guys are expanding their business. They are entrepreneurs. I This is really embarrassing, but I'm just realizing this right now. As I was listening to this chapter, I was like, look at them expanding their business in a time when every other business is closing down. And I was like, wait. This isn't happening in real time. This is a children's book. I've lost my That's mind. how traumatic this time is that fictional places are even affected by it. Yeah, I was like, who's opening up a business in these if, times? In, in this climate. But I guess it, they are in like a questionable climate. So, but I think it speaks volumes to in times of trial, people need laughter. Holy shit, Jess. What if... This year in Harry Potter world is like their 2020. I mean, like how everything's going wrong this year. It's like the same thing in Harry Potter. It's like they're like, come on. Can't we catch a break? I would go out on a limb and say this is probably more like their 1943. Okay, All right. Uh, (laughs) A little more. A little more Hitler. Yeah. A little more Hitler. A little less Corona. Although. Why no wizard ever thought to unleash an airborne poison that killed people beyond me? In fact, maybe they did. Maybe it's real. Voldemort's back. What bat? It was. I don't know. Yeah, it was a vampire. You know what? You bring up a really good point. If Voldemort's such a amazing, wicked wizard, why couldn't he just give all the Death Eaters, you know, an immunity boost or something? And then put poison into the atmosphere and kill everyone. Yeah, put on like a magical gas mask and yeah. then just... Because he doesn't want everyone dead. He everyone. wants everyone doing his bidding, I think, is what it is. Oh, uh, but I don't okay. know. It's hard. Like, does he just want everyone to die and there to be like 40 of them sitting around like, well, we did it. Now I guess we just fuck each other. But that would be does a really have- good way to get everybody to get onto his side if he was like, listen, guys, I'm going to unleash this fury. And the only people who get a mask are the people who are following me. And then people would be like, okay, we'll do your bidding. We don't want to die. But then they might turn on him. Does his dick look like his nose? I need to know. Anyway. Nubby. A chubby dick. It's just like a flat, like a Ken doll. I want to know. I want to know at what point in the Tom Riddle Voldemort uh, timeline he lost his nose. Yeah. Is it just like a slow Michael Jackson thing where he did too many facial surgeries and over time it just withered away? Yeah. Anyway, we're way off track. Just weak. Okay. Anywho, so, so they're they're in the they're infirmary. By the way, always love a good Madame Pomfrey. Oh, I mean, uh, it's she's she's the best. I love seeing her. I love. I love she is her the unsung arc. hero of the series. Oh yeah, because she's fucking fixing everyone and their ailments. Here's a fun thing. Uh, Hermione all of a sudden isn't so angry at Ron now that he's had a near death experience. She's by his side. Uh, uh just every day. And by the way, he's completely out. But at one point he mutters her name. He just goes, Hermione. Oh, I can't stand him. When he almost died, I was rejoicing. Oh, my God. You're a bully. You're a I villain. Just, Why would yeah, you just, want that pain on Harry Potter's heart after he's already dealt with the loss? Because he would get over it. Neville would step up. I'm sorry. Neville could fill those. Neville could. Neville. I have faith in Neville. Ron plays sports. Neville can't even catch his own toad. Ron can't play sports unless he thinks he's on drugs. Yeah, but if he thinks he's on drugs, it works. Honestly, great testament to drugs. It's a great PSA. Do drugs, everyone. Do drugs, everyone. Yeah, for sure. So they're going through what we were just going through when we first revealed, you know, recapped that he had been poisoned. Everyone's trying to figure out, like, what the fuck happened. Why would Slughorn want to poison Ron? Maybe it was for Dumbledore. How did he get the poison? Also, second poisoning in the school. Yeah, it's like, is it related to that necklace that almost killed Katie Bell? Like, is this all tying together? Are these just separate coincidences? Then Hagrid mentions overhearing an argument between Snape and Dumbledore, which, very strange. And keep in mind that uh, this is after Harry Potter told Dumbledore 
about uh what's his face draco Malfoy. about being yeah. suspicious of draco yeah. mm-hmm. yep. so snape told dumbledore apparently what hagrid overheard was snape going you're asking too much of me and i don't want to do it anymore which what is it just like all these years wanting the defense against the dark arts teacher and now he can't handle the position and he's like that's why i didn't give you the fucking position he didn't say that but like sounds tense which is Igniting that fire, you know, fanning the flames of the maybe Snape's not a great guy fire that Harry or, has. Uh, maybe Snape's not such a bad guy. Maybe uh. Snape has been a double agent, but he's on Dumbledore's side. You know what? I don't know. The, I, you cannot make a decision. No, I can't. I really can't. Um, but. What Mr. and Mrs. Weasley came by, they they come and they thank Harry, who has pretty much saved half yeah. the family at this fucking who point. Who saved Harry eight million fucking times. I mean, who saved Ron eight million times and he the dad. Saved, and he, Ginny. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, he's on a roll, honestly. Maybe he'll get all of them. They're like mm-hmm. Pokemon, the Weasleys. Gotta catch uh, them all. Gotta cl- catch them all. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and this is where, circling back to sports, Ron's fucking done. He's not going to make it to the next game. So Harry has to go to fucking McClacken. You know what? Uh, I'm really interested. I'm really interested to see who plays McLagan. I'm picturing a bit of a fucking stocky douchebag. Yeah, he does feel like a stocky douchebag. And it was more like I I said that Harry has to approach him, but it was more like fucking McLagan hunted Harry down. It was like, well, looks like you don't have a seat, Kenny. You're gonna need a new. I mean, a keeper. Whatever. Yeah. Put me in the game. Put me in the game. I'll play. I'll, I'll I'll score a I'll score a goal. And he lets him play, and he's a fucking asshole. He's like not listening to Harry. He's trying to give other yeah. people direction. Rude. Dude, people who come in when you're doing them a favor and then try to like take over. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine someone being being given one line on a fucking sitcom and they come in and like, actually, here's how you should shoot it. Oh, this, yeah, I you'd, think be is the better direction. you'd be done. You'd be you'd be fired. It's out of the fucking. It's it's insane. Um, but anyways, Quidditch is happening. On the way to the next game, Malfoy... Uh, Harry sees Malfoy walking with two young girls. So he's a pimp, obviously. I mean, someone's gonna fucking... I keep a little spit roasting. Won't work for that. But... Uh, London Bridging. Is that like, what that's called? It's maybe. But do you feel like... Do you feel like in this series, the importance of Quidditch has kind of like dwindled? Like, it, Quidditch doesn't feel like that big of a deal anymore. Like, it is in the sense of, like, we're still talking about it, but it just doesn't feel, like, super fucking cool anymore. Yeah, I think that's a testament to what's going on in the world. Uh, I think that kind of parallels with 2020. Boy, did we think that going out and seeing our friends uh, every once in a while was an important thing that we needed to be in contact with each other. And it turns out, no, keeping people from dying is more important. I think it's just like, yeah, no, like there's a, a terrorist essentially a very powerful terrorist out wreaking havoc, somehow riding on your broom to catch a little ball. Isn't as appealing when you're like, we could be knocking on death's doorstep. You'd think that they would probably want to keep the kids inside more and not let them play Quidditch. That's just like, okay, kids, don't go outside unless we say you can go outside. But go on, go play, go fly around in your broomstick. Go play. Yeah, if, if Hogwarts was in liberal-ass California where we don't want to let people live their lives, but this is Scotland, bitch. I want my freedom. Scotland. You can take, take my our life, life, but you'll never take my freedom. And then they get on their broom and they're like, <laughs> I found the snitch. It's like, I mean, it is that thing that you have to wrestle with when with children. I think that's, uh, you know, probably a big debate in the parenting community. I don't know. Whereas like, how much do you tell a kid uh, and like traumatize them with information versus how much you go like, let's try to keep their situation and routine as yeah. normal as possible. It's, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I parenting, don't know. parenting in the wizard world. Very difficult. Uh, I, can't, I mean, parenting is hard enough without a kid being able to like fly. App- yeah, like apparate their diaper onto your face or some oh, fucking. I mean, transfiguration really is the scariest of them all, I think. That's uh, you can all. just become something else. I mean, it's a nightmare. Uh, 
Okay, so Harry's obviously preoccupied. He's like, why isn't Malfoy coming to the game? The fun thing about the game is, though, it's it's a hellstorm because McLagan's, you know, blaming everyone for everything and like fucking the team over. He hits a bludger by Harry at Harry by mistake. But before we get into, you know, that ruining the whole game, Luna, Luna love good. <laughs> Luna fucking love good. Like with the comedy relief. That there were no other options for commentary. Like, nobody is auditioning for this role. And no. she's just like, ah, well, there's Harry Potter flying uh, on his broom. Oh, he's, I think they're fighting with each other. Like, just, she has taken way too many beta blockers. I mean, yeah. that she's girl just, is hopped up on some downers. M- more like Luda Lovegood, am I right? Where are my Quaalude heads at? Oh, Quaaludes. <laughs> Quaalude Lovegood. Uh, Harry gets his head fucking skull cracked. They lose. By the way, that happened like in like the blink of an eye. It was like, wait, wait now Harry's in the infirmary? This is a lot. And yeah. Harry's head's cracked and he had to use that skull, skull grow or uh, skeligrow. Skelligrow. Oh yeah. Oh, did they use that again? Yeah, they used it, use it on his arm. She used, Fuck, she used it on I forgot his, that. She used it on his head. Yeah. That's how bad it is. What the thing is is like, at what point is a person dead? Like with magic, can you until yeah. they're out of breath, can you revive someone and fix them? Because yeah. it feels like. Well, I guess we've heard about in Fury. So is anyone ever really dead? Yeah. Uh, but Harry wakes up. Yeah, he's right next to Ron. Also, I uh, love that Harry wakes up and the first thing he's like, "Ooh, Malfoy." <laughs> Not I cracked my fucking skull open. It's just, what's Draco up to? Yeah, he's getting like a little crazy. Ron even is like, I think maybe you need to fucking fall back on the Malfoy thing. Yeah. Uh, Very excited. Like if we were friends with Harry, we would be like, Harry, are you gay for Malfoy? Like, that's what I would think. I would think you're so obsessed with him. Like, I feel like you like him like him. I would just be concerned. I would be like, what is... The deal, it is weird watching your friend be super obsessed with a person. When you're obsessed. Like, I don't. Obsessed. We would all Jane, be talking about how Harry's a little like, relax, Harry. He's a little psycho fan. You could just fucking pull back. You're at a 10, maybe bring it down to a seven. Uh, he's very thrilled to find out Ginny uh, came came to see him while he was passed out. That's nice. <sighs> Love is in the air. It very well might be. And Oh, God, I can't wait. Um, and Harry, Harry's just going on and on about like, of course, it's still Malfoy. Like, well, fucking, I can't find him anywhere. Blah blah blah. And then he's like, wait a second, I've got an idea. Creature. Uh, he summons creature. Who by is, the way, creatures in Hogwarts, right? He's working in the kitchen with the other elves. Yes, he was brought there yeah. for more for I think Harry and the good side people's mm-hmm, safety mm-hmm, than anything. Mm-hmm. But um, Creature arrives with Dobby, who they're like literally fighting. Uh, Dobby's mad at him because he's been saying mean things about Harry. Mm-hmm. And <sighs> Harry's like loyal to the death, Dobby. Loyal fucking, to the death. I love Dobby so much. He's why wouldn't he just ask Dobby instead of Creature what he's about to ask? Which is to trail Malfoy. Because I think he knows he he has like the legal right to ask creature and he doesn't honestly probably doesn't want to deal with the repercussions of Hermione being like, why would you take this elf that is a Hogwarts employee, not at all your property yeah, and be sending it on task like they're not worked hard enough. I think it's just because he's like, well, I own creature. He's around. Fuck it. I'm going to make but, him like, do something. He knows that creature doesn't have loyalty. But it but creature has to follow whatever instructions. Okay. Uh I mean, Dobby crossed the line. That's that's what I'm unsure about because it's like Dobby did cross the line, but Dobby was he never was he ever given explicit instructions not to say anything about True. the Malfoys, or was he just like it's and Harry really upon. Harry really uh, crossed all his T's and dotted his eyes with don't say anything da 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 loyalty yeah. he and he then, tells him know, to track Malfoy and he's like don't you say a fucking word and creatures like. Oh. The filthy half blood wants me to be. be, be uh, la, la, la. Um, yeah, and that's kind of where the chapter ends, and then we roll into chapter twenty. Lord Voldemort's request. I gotta be honest. When I read this chapter heading, I thought shit was about to get hot. I hot. Mean, yeah, it's. Uh, I thought it? all of this. I thought everything was gonna blow the fuck up in this chapter. That is a leading. It is title. very leading. 
Yeah. Uh, but I do it as like a an okay chapter, more exposition, I thought, than anything. Yeah. Um, it's breakup season at Hogwarts. Jenny's fighting with Dean, so maybe a breakup on the horizon, which we've forecasted a potential for. She likes to love him and leave him. Mm-hmm. Love him and leave him. Be on our way. Yeah. Ron is so sick of lavender, but he's a fucking pussy. pussy. I, will. Uh, I mean, come on. He He's waiting for her to pull the trigger. Like, grow a Such fucking a- backbone. By the way, if you're someone in a position listening, listening to this and going, I- I'm like Ron, I'm waiting. Fuck you. Pull out of the room. If you don't like someone, have the courtesy to leave them. Also, yet again, yet again, another piece of evidence to prove that he's a shitty Gryffindor. Because he's not brave enough? Because he's not brave enough to break up with Lavender Brown. Period. I I will give you. Thank you. I just, I knew you were going to give it to me. I knew it. I will give you that this is a very not brave move on his part. Thank you. Thank you. Um, But he may, um... He may come through. We'll see. I know Hermione's happy that he's not that into her, which is interesting. Why is she so concerned? Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry's got another lesson with Dumbledore. That's exciting. Um, he gets there and Trelawney's there threatening to quit because Dumbledore won't fire for ends. As if Trelawney has anywhere to fucking go. Why would Trelawney think... Knowing that she's really not good at what she does... Why would she think, wait, that's assuming she thinks she's good at what she does. Do we think Trelawney thinks highly of her skills? Yeah. Truly. Like, she actually thinks she's good. I think she thinks she knows what she's doing. I do. I think, yeah. I think she drinks so much that she probably doesn't even realize how many fucking stupid things she says. That she's probably so, so drunk on cooking sherry all the time that she's like, I pretty much nailed that class. <laughs> tea leaves. Got um Tea leaves. And tea uh, leaves. Can I, are you going to drink that? Yeah. She's just chugging it all. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, she's I like, I got, some- I got a real hangover. Give me those tea leaves. That's why she always has them reading tea leaves because she's always coming in after a hangover from she has to make like a chamomile tea. She's she like, just something's needs- got to nurse this. Good God. I mean, probably. And the thing is, is like Dumbledore doesn't want her to leave. Um, And he's like, no, you're so great. But the reality is she doesn't know how much danger she would be in because she has no idea. She's the one that made that prophecy because Mm. she blacks out during it. Yeah. Every time she actually makes a real prophecy, she just goes into like a trance and is like, "Eh!" and then we've seen like she doesn't remember shit. So he's just like fucking no dice. Also. I think she was trying to play hardball. Like he's not getting rid of Ferenz. Like, yeah, you're stuck with him. Ferenz also, if, if she thinks she has nowhere to go, Ferenz truly has nowhere to go. He can't yeah. go back to the one safe place for centaurs. I said it right. Did you hear it? Centaurs, you did, but you did say safe place. Don't think I didn't hear that. Safe uh, place. Safe place. I meant safe He's place. been banished from his, he's exiled from his entire species. Yeah. Like, how and dare it, you? Yeah. Trelawney, you'll be fine. Just wait it out. You'll be okay. Yeah. So... Who knows what will happen with Trelawney, but she seems like a mess. Uh, and Harry is, Harry's in trouble. Yeah, Dumbledore, Dumbledore's not happy. He he wanted this memory from Slughorn. Harry basically tried once and gave up. And Dumbledore's like, sorry, do you think I would give you a mission yeah. that's not important? I, it's, like, it's every book. Every book at some point, Harry's like on the fence about Dumbledore and truly listening to him. Like Harry truly thinks he knows better at times. It's mind blowing. It's like, but why after six fucking years, you're not like, oh, this guy knows his shit. Like, yeah, maybe just trust it and follow his judgment. But also. What do you do? I mean, he's it does feel like he racks his brain a little but I, I. I would think that he would take it. With a sense of pride, like. That the that he's been given this task, yeah. you know, like you'd put a thousand percent. If, if Dumbledore came to me, I mean, like if, if Bill Burr came to me and he was like, Hey, can you figure out whose joke this is? I would be like, yes, Bill Burr. One second, Bill Burr. I'll be right back with the information. Bill Burr. Yeah. I would infiltrate everyone's brain for one of the greatest wizards of our time. Yes. And, and Harry's just like, I got to find I out asked. who fucking Draco Malfoy's up to. 
Yeah, he's like obsessed with Draco Malfoy. So obsessed, by the way, that I had a dream that had Draco Malfoy in it, and I am not happy about that. Ew. His obsession is now infiltrating my nightlife, my pleasant, quiet <laughs> nightlife. nightlife. Where I go sit into a field and I was like, what the hell are you doing here? That's neither here nor there. Let's get into what is there. Voldemort's request. So in this meeting, Dumbledore tells Harry about Voldemort's failed uh, aspiration to be the defense against the dark arts teacher. Right I thought this 18. was a this was interesting where he talks about how Voldemort like really loved Hogwarts. Yeah, I mean. And how I, it was like it was like a happy special place for him. Because you don't think think of Voldemort as having any kind of joy of any kind. No, but it's also like an interesting parallel because we think of Harry and like Hogwarts has always been a very special place for him. Yeah. And that was a moment that Harry was like, oh, maybe we're not so different. Celebrities, they're just like us. (laughs) Just like us. Yeah, uh, he did. He was like, he loved the school. And, um, And Dumbledore has some theories that, you know, like... Much like Harry's got his Marauder's Map, that wasn't said, but he's like, I have a feeling that, you know, because of how much he loved the school, he did a lot more digging. He probably knew about a lot more of the secret places that a lot of students never uncover. Like a lot of students never found out that there was a Chamber of Secrets. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. Absolutely insane. Uh, So it's memory time. They travel to their first memory and it's from Hokey, who is a house elf who belonged to an elderly witch named Hepzibah. Hepzibah Smith. I mean, could she have made a weirder name? I I struggled it to It sounds like Hepsi. It does. It Which this woman like- might have had. She was clearly a hoarder. Like, she's a wealthy collector of magical yeah. objects, mm-hmm. but it's like, you're hoarding shit. Her house was a fucking landmine of just with shit she got at She probably shops. is dying from black mold poisoning. Absolutely. Like, she's just surrounded by her treasures. It's honestly a, painted a dark image of, like, oh, just a sad, lonely, rich yeah, woman. Yeah, a sad hoarder witch with cats. Yeah. Like, For sure, cats. But, like, but like nice stuff in her house. Like, she has, she's hoarding some quality shit in there, too. Yeah. Which just like I'm picturing like a tufted sofa with yeah. silk fabric, you know? I th- I think this should serve as a reminder to everyone. Uh rich people can also be fucking disgusting slobs. Yes. There are people who think percent. because they have money they're automatically not trash. Absolutely not. You can have a ton of money and be a pile of garbage and this pile of garbage. I do personal organizing for rich people all the time, and I'll tell you right now, disgusting folks. Absolutely horrible. So, anyways. <laughs> They're there watching the elf's memory, but who should come in? Tom Riddle, who um, apparently we find out Voldemort finished school and he was like top of his class, top marks, and he just like took a job buying and And selling shit for Borgen and Burks. So random. Yeah, like everyone, all of his teachers felt like it was like such a waste. It's like you're working in retail right out of school. But as I worked retail right out of school. Yeah, I know. Me too. And then I got another job and then I became a professional clown. And why did I even go to school? You know, Uh, but he, as we know from his youth, from the other memory, he sort of has a power of uh, persuasion. He gets people to give him shit. So for a place that's buying artifacts, uh, especially dark stuff, um, he's able to use his powers to kind of... Is Borgen and Burks, is it just known as a dark, dark power kind of place yeah it's a nocturne alley so why if it's the sort of thing that deals with dark arts dark magic why why would the ministry of magic let it be open why wouldn't they monitor that place super closely i mean i'm sure they do monitor it a little bit but uh have you but why would they let called freedom I know, but it feels like the Ministry of Magic likes to run a tight ship. Not tight. It seems like they don't. If you're asking me, they're arresting people who may not have anything to do with Stan Shunpikes and Azkaban. The Ministry of Magic can suck my dick. They have no idea what they're doing. So right. listen. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. This It should be run tighter, but this I look at something like Borgen and Burks, like this is real deal, like crazy artifact shit. And I bet Borgen or Burke or whoever's in charge of that fucking thing is slipping money in the pockets of a lot of people at the ministry. Mm-hmm. 
That's all it comes down to. I can see that. I can see that. I mean, Lucius Malfoy was like favored by the ministry till the moment he was caught. This is true. This is all true. You're really painting a beautiful picture here. It's a lot like American politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's exactly like American politics. It's and like, sorry, you think lobbyists. Texaco doesn't have their hand in Democratic pockets? Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. moderate, my Lo- Lobbyists are just sucking off Democrats. On, Absolutely. On people on both behalf. sides. It's just people giving money just, and, be, and, and then some fucking... It's like you in college, just like... <laughs> yeah, but at least there's money involved for these people. I just yeah. was doing it for... Doing it for... The glory. Yeah. Um, Okay. So he goes to Hepzibah's house. This old lady clearly has an affinity for him. She has a little like, oh, there's, she has a little crush on him, you know? Um, And she shows him two very special objects, a golden cup that belonged to none other than Helga Hufflepuff, which obviously an heirloom, like that's fucking crazy. She tells him um, uh, that was like a long distant, distant relative, and it's been handed down. And then she has Slytherin's locket, which he recognizes. Uh, and she tells him a destitute witch, his mother, mm-hmm. we've heard this story before, had sold it to Borgen and Burke's at a very low price. So she paid a fortune for it after Burke or Borgen, I can't remember which one, fucked over Voldemort's mom. But I can't remember. Does Voldemort know that story? Like the the orphanage knew it. I don't think I don't th- no, I don't think Voldemort does. I don't think he has an understanding of that, but I think he knows that it's yeah, I mean, something important, but I don't think it's very important. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um and then basically that's kind of where the memory ends. Voldemort uh, Dumbledore believes that a few days later Voldemort returned and murdered her stealing both the cup and locket. There were a couple of moments throughout his interaction with Hepzibah. She was like, "Are you okay? You seem like not yourself." Where his eyes were like glinting red and he's getting all fucking crazy-eyed. Yeah. Um, and again, he frames the house self. It's a lot like how he framed the gaunt guy for murdering the yeah. rebels. Um, I was wondering why he would steal the Hufflepuff cup. Who knows? I don't understand the why he would want something like that. I mean, I understand he's like a I like he likes to take treasures of like, you know, the people he hurts. Yeah, so maybe the that locket was a did feel a lot more significant. Yeah. But so, but maybe it's like Well, I'm here. I, I might as well take the cup. Kind I of got thing. a Slytherin thing, there's a Hufflepuff thing. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if we'll find out. Maybe there was more significant reason for taking it. Did he take anything else that like wasn't even mentioned? Who knows? Uh, This part coming up was like, so Voldemort goes back this 10 years later, they go into Dumbledore's uh, memory. memory. Yeah. And they, it's a scene of, of what we, I think we missed that uh, Voldemort when he graduated from Hogwarts, he like wanted to teach there and they were like, you're way too young. And also, no. Yeah, we said that. Uh, we did, oh. I thought we did. Um, I knew he wanted the position. I guess we didn't make it clear that he asked yeah. and they were like, you're too young. Yeah. But this is 10 years later. He's come back and being like, Asking hey, the position again. I'm ready now. And Dumbledore at this point is headmaster. And he's like, uh, I don't think so. I don't think that's a good idea. And he basically is, it makes it clear. I'm very weary of your intentions. He doesn't think he wants to teach at all. He thinks Tom just wants to have power over students and he wants access to Hogwarts and all the ancient secrets and powers. Um, and he, I, he calls him out. He literally like mentions, he's like, I know you've been doing bad stuff. I know you're hanging out with these people you call death eaters. Like, and at this point, by the way, it's clear on the memory, death eaters was not a known thing. Like Voldemort yeah. thought he had this secret group of people. Yeah. And he's like, kind of thrown off by how much Dumbledore really knows. That's those are the moments where I'm like, yeah, don't fuck with Dumbledore. The dude knows everything. You can't hide. Um, Yeah. And Voldemort kind of just tries to like clap back and he's he's claiming that he's like, I've pushed beyond the the boundaries of magic beyond even your capabilities, Dumbledore. And Dumbledore's like, mm, no, like you might have gotten really good at a few things, but there's a lot yeah. of stuff you're like really stupid about. So. Yeah. Um, which of course, uh, and then they talk about the argue, the argument about love having no real power. Yeah. Apparently this has been an ongoing thing. Their entire, uh, relationship relationship has Dumbledore has emphasized the importance of love to Voldemort. And he's like, I get it. And you know, you think they're like, love could do things, but like, I'm talking about actual power. Love is a crock of horse shit is basically what Voldemort says. Yeah. Um, You know what? I would love to hate watch the bachelorette with Voldemort. I feel like he would be so fun to hate watch with. Well, like him as a contestant. 
Or you would watch, no, but watch like alongside just watching him. TV together and just him being like, oh, fucking love Shmuv. I just feel like shitting on every person. This feels you know, like a cry like for me. help. Yeah. You can be your own Voldemort. Nicole. I am my own Voldemort. You don't need to Let have me Voldemort live. there. Let me spread my devil wings. Yeah, you can. You don't need him. You got to learn to love you, baby. You and your mm. evil sorceress bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically ask for the job again. And Dumbledore is like nah. reiterating, like, I want to know why you really want to work here. Like, tell me, tell me the real reason. Because it's not because you would love to teach. Voldemort doesn't say shit. And then the crazy thing is that Ever since he was rejected from that job, Dumbledore has not been able to keep a person in that position for more than a year. Do you think that's meant to imply that he cursed the position? Hexed it, whatever yeah. you call it. For sure. I don't think that's even up for question. Yeah. Which mm. I think I think is a testament, by the way, to how much Dumbledore cares about and respects the ethic of Snape is that he has never allowed Snape to take that position because he doesn't want to lose Snape as an employee. Because he's worried. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. So interesting, in fact, that I have to pee. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. It's chapter 21, The Unknowable Room. All right, chapter 21, The Unknowable Room. Title alone, what are we thinking when you read this chapter? Title. Somehow, someway, the room comes back into action. The unknowable room. That's where they did the the dark, the Dumbledore's army, right? The room of requirements is. Oh, shit. I don't know what the unknowable room is then. For some reason, I thought it was the room of requirements. I got the two confused. Listen, you guys. I'm not. Wait, that is that what this. you were thinking when you first saw the title? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Well, then you didn't get it that confused because. Okay. I th- well, I guess we're going to find out as we go through this breakdown. Here we go. So they're in the common room of of uh, fucking Gryffindor. Harry's looking through the Half-Blood Prince's book, trying to think like maybe there's a potion that could help him figure out Slughorn's thing. He comes across a, sp- a spell labeled for enemies, Sectum Sempra, or enemies. He marks the page for another time. He'd love to try it, but obviously not in front of Hermione. Obviously, if he marked it. He marked it for a reason. That's going to come back around. Yeah. Also, there are no enemies. He's in the Gryffindor common room, except for mm-hmm. McLagan, if he was wandering around. But he's hopefully, you know, bash his head into a door or something. Um, They have a date set for the apparition testing. Really bummed that Harry can't be there for it. Yeah, he won't be 17 in time, so he will not be able to take it till the summer. But uh, Hermione and Ron will. Her- Ron is fucking eating dog shit at apparition so he's not feeling great about it um this was this was interesting hermione helps ron with snape's homework which is an essay on uh-huh. the best way to get rid of dementors uh-huh. and then she accidentally drops he accidentally drops or he accidentally dropped rookie mistake so ron yeah but he doesn't even flinch he's just like oh, i love you hermione doesn't he doesn't Nothing. backtrack Nothing. And Hermione blushes and he's she's like, well, don't let Lavender hear you say that. And and then Harry does what we just did in the before the break, which was to shit on him for not breaking up with her. Like, fuck yeah. you. Fucking break up with the bitch. Have some courage, you fucking don't string along poor Lavender Brown, who just wants to love you. Uh, Creature and Dobby reappear. Boom. They're back, baby. Update. And they let Harry know that Draco's been using the room of requirement. He realizes he realizes that's where he's been going. They tell him that, you know, he goes up to this floor and like um, weird people hang out outside outside of the door, which this is why he wasn't able to see Draco on the Marauders map. Yeah. And now once he realizes he's like, oh, so obvious, of course. And then he figures out, oh, Draco must have stolen some of the polyjuice potion during that slughorn lesson because he had some already made because he's been seeing these two girls with Draco and it's like, oh, no, he doesn't have like first year honeys. These are crab and goyle. And goyle. Oh, so uh, funny. Dressing in drag or in full, I guess it's not drag if you're just a full other human, but like they keep disguising themselves so that nobody sees them because they're looking out for Draco on the outside of the room requirement. But like, obviously you see Crab and Goy, you're going to be like, where's Draco? Yeah. But Where if you see 
Flipsy and Tipsy or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. They don't have names. Uh, Tater and Tot. Yeah. These little like poor 11 year old girls. You're just like, oh, I just lost first years. And Harry is now full on board, like full speed ahead with his obsession over Malfoy. He's practically forgotten about getting Slughorn's memory. Ugh, fucking Harry. Get it together. I know. He like throws on the invisibility cloak and tries to just immediately go access it. He's like, I'll just walk in there, which we know you can't do. Like, you have to have a purpose. You have to know the purpose. And he gets in an argument with Hermione about like, um, about being able to get in there. And she's like, well, of course, like you can't get in there without knowing what it is. And he talks about how, you know, they broke in and they like broke up the DA. You have to need that room. Yeah. For the exact same thing. Otherwise it, it's not, it's not going to work. So, so he's um, out there being like, I need to find Draco Malfoy. And it's like not showing up. He's like, I really need to find Draco Malfoy. Is not showing up. Like I need to be in the room it. that Draco Malfoy is also using. And it's like, no, you have to state the purpose, which yeah. was possible in the fifth book in Order of the Phoenix when they got caught because that fucking dumb that girl Murrieta who who made the one horse's who ass comb. Serum. Yeah, she told on them. So like that's the only yeah. reason people were able to get in. Otherwise, they would have been safe. But she fucking snitched, snitch ass bitch. Snitch, 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 snitches get stitches and then have to go see madame pomfrey or boils on their face which she still has acne scars from anyway oh that really oh daily- someone yeah. needs some retinol yeah she's out here looking like dank cook in a wig um, <laughs> the daily prophet by the way says that mundungus was arrested for impersonating an infurious when he tried to break in um which uh is a reanimated dead body that wizards basically uses puppets which we know because uh in snape's class uh they end up having a a back and forth in Snape's class where Snape's like, does anyone know the difference? And he belittles Harry Potter. He's like, oh, no, no, see through or what? Transparent. Fucking great observation, Potter. But I don't understand why Snape is that way to Harry and Dumbledore has never done anything over the years. Like, hey, don't be so shitty to your fucking students. Don't don't bully your own students. I don't know. Maybe he's like tough love. Also, Maybe uh, Dumbledore's looking at this memory of Slughorns and going, this guy was so nice to one of the top students who was an orphan and a half-blooded person, uh, and he turned out evil. So maybe it's not bad for one of the teachers to be kind of a dick to a kid who's trekking similarly. But even though Tom Riddle was clearly dark from the moment he arrived, but maybe he's like, you know, fucking he shouldn't think everyone's going to kiss his ass. He should have a hard time sometimes because a lot of people are probably kissing his ass and possibly going easy on him. Slughorn. Yeah, I agree um, with that. People are probably for sure favoring him. Absolutely. Oh, okay. What Moaning- it would have been like to be favored. Oh, Moaning Myrtle shows up. <laughs> Moaning Myrtle shows up in the men's room. She's hanging out in the boys room and they're like, what the fuck are you doing here? She's like, oh, I, I thought he'd be here again. Some very sensitive boy has been coming in there to cry to her. So I immediately thought this was Draco. You think Draco's I thought in the it was bathroom Draco. and crying? But to then a I ghost? was like, before she said crying, when she said a very sensitive boy, I'm like, maybe Draco's coming in there to like manipulate her somehow, oh. some way into doing his bidding. And so she's in there like fake, fake being uh, uh, sensitive and shit. But then when she started describing the crying, I was like, I don't know, could can Draco like put a spell on himself where it forces him to cry? Like, I don't know. How could he be acting like such a bitch? Yeah. Or so I immediately thought like it's Draco, um, manipulating her at what happens and what the truth is. We'll get to like, uh, his Ron, like, thank God she doesn't recognize me. And he's like, Oh, Oh, it's so crazy. That guy's coming here crying. Well, anyway, we should go. Uh, That's not me. Bye. (laughs) And then she, she just goes right back into the toilet. I, or is it just Hagrid coming in and crying about the fucking spider in the woods who's oh, dying? Hagrid. Very sensitive boy. Um, Hermione gets on uh, Harry's ass about the slughorn shit because Harry's, yeah. he's fucking around. Quit fucking around. Yeah. Um, And, you know, instead of listening, he tries to get into the room of requirement again. Um, but this time he sees the little girl standing there. Uh, it's Goyle. He sees Goyle on the map, but there's like a tiny little girl holding scales, which is funny because Hermione had said a few weeks ago she bumped into a, a first year and ha- knocked over her scales and helped her repair them. And they realized that like, oh, that is just a tactic 
that they're using so that like if someone comes by, Goyle or Crab drop the scales to make noise. So if Draco's uh-huh. on the other side, he knows not to come out yet. Oh, sneaky deaky. Yeah. So fucking something is amok. And he sneaks up behind Goyle and he's wearing the with his cloak on. With his cloak on. And he's like, You're a very pretty girl. And it scares the shit. Goyle's like, Oh no, I'm about to be raped. I knew this would happen if I was a girl. Uh, this is what happens to girls. I've someone's seen, a chubby chaser. I've seen SVU. He runs for his life screaming, but then in the midst of it, Harry, like, as he's walking around, like, fucking his shit falls off his um, invisibility cloak. And Tonks is there. Tonks is there. She's like, Harry, this is weird. What the fuck is Tonks doing there? She says she came to see Dumbledore, but he wasn't in his office. And she asks Harry if he's heard anything from anyone. Have you, are you getting letters from anyone in the, in the order? And, you know, I've heard about people you know, getting hurt. And Harry's like, well, yeah, no, I've seen like in the Daily Prophet. And she's like, no, you're like getting late news. More people are getting hurt than what you're reading. I really question again why she's there. You know what? She was one of the people who came out of nowhere when the necklace was found that poisoned Katie Bell. She was at Hogsmeade that day. Now she's weirdly close to the room of requirements where we know Draco's up to no good. Yeah, and it's not where Dumbledore's office is. So it's Yeah, not at all where Dumbledore's office is. And like, I don't know. There's something... Tonks is either under the Imperius curse or somebody's using Polyjuice Potion to be Tonks. That's what you think? It's one of those two things? Well, here's where I feel like there's falter in the polyjuice potion or maybe there's not when harry mentions serious tonks gets gets really sad now theoretically someone who's very sad about serious could be impersonating tonks mm. or or tonks has been working for the other side had feelings for serious and when he died she blamed herself and feels bad mm, working for the other side that's interesting yeah so I mean, and Harry has the same idea. He goes back to the Great Hall for dinner and he's talking to, you know, Hermione and Ron and he speculates the same thing. He's like, you know, she just hasn't been herself lately. She's kind of doesn't look great. And like, maybe she was in love with him. And he he mentions that when she sent her Patronus, instead of it being her normal little Patronus, it was a big animal, a big four leg thing. And and wondered if like it had become Sirius's form or something. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um I just had a thought. What if she's his godmommy? Well, if you're your if you're not getting the same thought I'm getting, I'm not going to dive into it and I'll circle back to it later. No, 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 no. Tell me the no, thought. No, 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 no. We'll circle back to this oh, thought. Oh, you son of a bitch. But yeah, no, so it, there's all these like weird things going on and Hermione is also like, okay, yeah, no, maybe she's in love with Sirius, but why would she abandon her post? She's supposed to be here guarding the castle. Why would she leave to speak with Dumbledore when he's not even here? Like, she's on duty. She should know he's not there. Imperious curse. Imperious curse. Well, you've heard she it She was on her way to help Draco Malfoy do whatever he, was, whatever he needed to do. We'll find out. You guys, that's the end of this fucking episode. We'll get into chapters 22 through 27 next week, Wednesday and Saturday. Uh, Special shout out. Uh, I want to give a couple social media shout outs. Shout out to John, one of our patrons at patreon.com slash nerds. Always sending us funny memes. We love them. We get them from a lot of you guys, but I think we all know John is king of meme right now. Yeah. And, John uh, memes the hardest. Absolutely. Flux and Jack over on the account Swiss, Swiss mayonnaise. Fun thing to say. I really was like, is this a mayonnaise company? They drew a cool picture. They did some fun uh, dookie, the unicorn art. So I want to shout them out. That dookie art was incredible. So good. So good. Eight so, so good. On their 12, 12 days of Christmas countdown. Amazing work. Uh, and of course, a big shout out to all of our patrons who are live in the chat right now. If you want to be part of the actual live, live, live stream, <laughs> patreon.com slash two filthy nerds. This does premiere on the Comedy Stores YouTube, but it's previously recorded, as you'll notice when uh, occasionally we are in the chat, along with you shitting on ourselves over at the Comedy Store YouTube. Uh, but if you want to like live interact with us, be part of uh, live movie watches, live readings, which uh, we'll hopefully have some soon when we're both back in the same building. Uh, Patreon.com slash two filthy nerds. And we've got a really cool grand prize. You are entered in simply by being a member. Also, if you want to help 
the podcast, you want to support it, but you can't spend money right now, hit that subscribe button. Subscribe, yeah. rate, review us. Leave us a nice rating and a review. It helps other people find us and it makes us feel happy. And, and share with your people. Share with your people. Tell share someone you love. Friends. Start the books over with a friend and then start this podcast yes. from the beginning. That's the cool thing about this. It'll live forever. When you want to do your reread, this is here to give like recap, fucking funny shit. You could also just, I guess, in theory, listen to the podcast without rereading and still relive the moments, but with horribly with your sailor mouthed uncles of co-hosts that we are. Give um, the gift of Harry fucking Potter. Yes. We what finished, a present. I mean, it's truly the greatest gift. You guys, we only have three episodes of Half-Blood Prince left and then Holy we will shit. be doing a couple uh, one-offs as I mentioned earlier. We'll let you know what those are a little bit closer to the end of this book. But then we are down to one book left in the whole series. Fucking crazy. Crazy. Um, yeah. Bachelorette just finished. Congratulations to Tasha and Zach. I know. Nicole's devastated by it. Devastated. Devastated. He should have been mine. And we will mine. be Mine. We'll be taking a poll for our next television series soon. And that will that poll will likely be for patrons only. So patreon.com slash two filthy nerds to be one of the choosers of our next adventure. Choose our own adventure. Choose wisely. Choose wisely. All right. Uh, stay sane this uh, last four or five days left in the year. Uh, happy New Year. We hope you had a happy holiday. Chagsameach. Uh, what? That's happy Happy holidays in Hebrew. Chagsameach. That sounds almost like Hogsmeade. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, I mean, Hogsmeade could be a like a little Russian shtetl for sure. Well, Chagsameach, everybody. Chagsameach. Uh, you know, don't New Year's kiss anyone who's not in your pod and Godspeed mm-hmm. for this vaccine and for 2021 for us to wake up. And just kidding, it's the first day of 2020. This was all a terrible nightmare. What a dream that would be. We love you guys. We'll see you out there. Bye. This has been a Two Filthy Nerds production. <laughs>